Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Grip Wild's Men Who Matter podcast. Excited to be with you yet another day, another episode, another topic. Today, we have someone that you may or may not know. It depends on if you've been listening. But this guy is here week in and week out. It's my man, Brandon Barochi. Someone I actually heard Brochi in public the other day. How awesome is that? What's up, dude? What's up, man? As always, I am here, and this is a podcast, and we're fired up, dude. Yeah, man. Great to be back again. Love doing this stuff. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna interview someone today who uh, is actually part of our team, and we thought it would be um, very appropriate to take this time to introduce him and bring him into the picture uh, because uh, we are we are in the heat of turkey season in Alabama, and this guy is a turkey fanatic. Kyle Sides. Kyle's actually on our team. Kyle is our creative guy. He does all our videos, all our photography. Kyle is very talented at what he does. Uh, we're very grateful he's on our team. But uh, we we wanted to kind of pick his brain a little bit today about wh- where, because this this guy got like this guy is a nut when it comes to turkey hunting. A nut. I've even hey look just beyond. I have had to alter the workday. So this cat could go turkey hunting. It's very day. gracious of you. Yeah, absolutely. I've altered the work day. But so otherwise, we get nothing out of it. Yeah. So Kyle, uh, love Kyle. We're, we're going to chat with Kyle today about where his passion for turkey hunting came. Where did it come from? Where? How did you get to this point where, I mean, it is clearly you are passionate about this. So... So Kyle, thanks for being brave enough for coming into the recording room today. Um, but we really we we want to know uh, where did it come from? Why are you so stinking passionate about the old Thunderbird? I guess that's kind of hard to say. Um, I started out at such a young age. I think I probably started turkey hunting with my dad around oh going with him probably four four or five years old. Probably when Mama um, needed some time alone or whatever, I'd go with Dad, and um, I guess well, really he had babysitting that day, and uh, he just wanted to go hunting, so ended up going with him. Um, I can definitely remember a couple hunts like that, uh, being that age. But I know the first hunt or the first kill that I actually had was around eight years old. Um, and it was it was amazing. Um, it's it's really the uh, catalyst to my turkey hunting career, um, and really outdoors in general, hunting in general. Uh, I can remember it like yesterday. We'd been hunting all morning and really couldn't do nothing. And it was about twelve o'clock, so we were just riding around looking for spots and see if we could strike a bird. And uh, sure enough, I think it was probably the third or fourth place we went to we uh got off the uh polaris and struck one and he was he was right on the property line and uh right when we struck him he he looked at us uh this was the older gentleman that was with us and uh he looked he 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 actually called them boogers and that's what he called the turkeys it's kind of kind of funny and it kind of has stuck with me my whole life but that's what he called like, the turkeys or yeah. you oh not me but the, the turkeys yeah he would always call them boogers then boogers but anyways he he heard that bird and he's like did you hear that booger i was like i did i did and uh this is probably the closest turkey i had heard 
at this point. Um, again, being eight years old, and I've hunted a few times before, but this was definitely the uh, the closest one. And uh, anyways, we struck him. He's like, you hear that booger? He's like, we're about to get this one. I was like, uh-huh, okay. And uh, But it didn't take uh, 10 minutes. And what happened, the uh, old-timer, his, his name is Mr. Leroy. Mr. Leroy went and started walking behind us. Me and Daddy sat down, sat down actually behind this giant oak oak tree. Again, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Mr. Leroy just started calling, calling and walking away. And uh, he was just walking, 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 and that turkey was coming. I mean, he was on fire. I mean, he was like gobbling every single step. And uh, again, it was probably 10 minutes later, me and Daddy had plopped down behind this big old oak tree. We were on a uh, fire break, a, a beautiful fire break between uh, two two uh, just pockets of pines, really, with a uh, creek down at the end, and that's where he was. He was down in the creek. But anyways, we uh, were sitting behind this uh this oak tree and he is just gobbling every step and then all of a sudden he was probably about 150 yards away and he just kind of shut up and it was about two or three minutes later he gobbled i remember it again like yesterday when he gobbled i jumped so high i was sitting between (laughs) my father and uh between his legs and everything and i jumped so so high he actually had to catch me and um I mean, it, it shook the fire out of me when he gobbled. And actually, right when he gobbled, he'd come around the corner. So right when my father kind of caught me, we kind of gained composure again, and he stepped around that tree. And I can remember this turkey's eyes. It, it was It's kind of comical, actually. But when he come around that tree, he saw me and my daddy. He it knew. was something. Oh, I could see the, the glimmer in his eye. I could see his pupils. It was, it was crazy, but when he saw us, I pulled that trigger, and he dropped and did not move an inch. Um, just the excitement and just the thunder in his gobble was just unbelievable. Um, and that was definitely one of the catalysts um, to my turkey hunting career that just really shook me. So let's try to paint this picture for people who don't. They don't know. They've never been in that situation. Um, and it's not just a turkey, not just a turkey emotion, right? It's the same It's the same emotion that I experience when the ducks fly over first thing in the morning. The first time I hear the, the wing beats of the duck, and it's usually dark, and we can't see them, right? And we're in the spot, but you can hear them. And what, what, what is that like? I mean, what, what would you equate that to? Um, Obviously, you were eight years old. That was that was a while ago. But is that still a feeling that you experience every time you get the opportunity to be in that moment? Absolutely. Every single time, um, every single time I walk out there and just the woods come alive and just everything uh, restarts every morning in the springtime. It is it is crazy. I mean, there's there's been very few times that I went out there, whether there was much goblin action, whatever. There's very few times I can remember being out there and it wasn't, it wasn't the same. I mean, there's, it is something different and something just uniquely different and beautiful every single morning, especially in the springtime. That's the thing with the spring. Um, I was reading a book and this guy, the author was talking about, I forgot the name, but the author was talking about, it's like the book of Genesis being written, book, you know, creation being written starting every single morning. What I think is really cool is that 
the feeling that we're describing is not unique to hunting or fishing or the outdoors. Because what you're talking about and what I'm talking about, what we've experienced is when there's a moment that you realize there's something deeper inside of you that just came alive, right? And that's what I call passion, is when you experience something in your life that resonates on such a deep level in your soul that it changes it changes what's happening around you. And I think it's critical that we identify these things because that's the driver. A life lived without passion is is a life that's full of missed opportunities in my mind. And and so if you're listening to this and you're not a turkey hunter and you're not a duck hunter and you don't really you had never resonated with that, I'd be willing to bet though that there's something in your life, some activity, some scenario, some situation where something inside of you comes alive. And I think it's really important that we are able to identify that in ourselves. Now, now Kyle, for you, it, it, it's obviously in the turkey woods. And I've been around you long enough to know that as soon as duck season ended on January 27th, you are gone. <laughs> Your mind has left the building. Everything's turkeys all the time. And it's very evident with you that that's your passion. Believe me, when it starts, um, can't really cut that switch off. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> my wife definitely knows about that one. She really, really gets tired of all the turkey calling in the house right now. But well, let me ask you this, Kyle. How has your experience in the outdoors, these mornings, these moments where nature is just so vibrant and alive, like how has that affected kind of your life outside of that environment? How are, how have those moments shaped your pursuit of other things in your life? Yeah, so obviously obviously since um turkey season don't don't last all year long and honestly and I know you've been petitioning the state every year that they would they would they would make it a year long thing, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think my wife would like that too much. <laughs> it is it is it is definitely best that it is not open all year long, but um yeah, and that was actually a part of kind of self-discovery and just a uh, journey that I went on with me and the Lord because yes, I experienced those I experienced that passion. I experienced just an unbelievable overload every morning in the spring woods. Again, whether it is um, a morning that is on fire, they're gobbling, they're doing everything just perfect. They want to die, whatever. Um, even if it's not one of those mornings, I still get that. So going from that and then into everyday life, um, that was kind of a missing element for the rest of my life. I was missing um, the passion aspect to everything else. You know, I wasn't as passionate about other things. So I really started asking the Lord, um, you know, what, what what's up with this? And, you know, what's going on? Because I know I, I need this passion. I, I need the passion throughout the day um, to really, truly live life to the fullest. Um, and the biggest thing he really brought to life is the other diff different gifts and stuff that he has blessed me with. And believe it or not, I'm actually, I, I love people. I love um, pouring into people. I like um, meeting new people. I like 
talking to strangers. I just like, you know, brightening somebody's day. Um, and it took me a while to figure that one out. Um, you know, that was really brought to life with my grandfather. He was a truck driver. I watched him have passion throughout the day, every day as he worked. Again, he was a truck driver and, you know, uh, two or three times a week during the summer growing up, I would actually ride with him on his deliveries and everything. And I just, I watched a, <clears throat> a passion that really, truly I didn't have. I watched a, a, uh, a, a lifestyle passion, really. Um, and he would just brighten up every single person's day. Every person he come in contact with, whether we deliver, went on a delivery, whether we delivered something to him, or whether we just went and got a uh, a coke and popsicle or whatever, whatever at a gas station. Man, he he changed somebody's day. You know, watching that really revolutionized my my walk and my everyday routine and everything. So through my childhood through being able to see that, you know, I kind of went on again, a journey with the Lord, you know, asking him, you know, how can I see that passion throughout the day? Um, and first of all, you know, I learned this kind of hard way, like everybody else, it, it first and foremost, it is kind of instilled in us from him. That is, that is it. Like a hundred percent every single day. Um, the other passions, the other, joys and stuff like that man they they will fleet they will fade and i believe the the lord allows us to have those you know supplements of or smaller increments of joy and stuff like that um daily but truly the only one that lasts the only one that is truly sufficient is that time with him is is knowing him and that's what my papa that's what he had and that that was that everyday lifestyle of him discovering his own gifts, his own talents, his own passions stemmed from the passion of him knowing Christ, of him truly knowing him and, you know, having relation with him every single day. Man, when you're when your passions meet your purpose, it is it is unbelievable. And that's that's the thing we're talking about, man. That's it. That is the secret sauce right there, is when those two come together. And again, that only came from me truly um, being real with myself and analyzing my life and figuring out the way the Lord wired me and the passions and the talents um, that he put inside me. Man, when they all come together, it is it is dynamite. It is, it is crazy. You know, passion is one of those things that when I talk about it, I believe that each of us is created with a skill set. You know, we, we, we all have different talents and abilities, but within each of us is a seed that is planted by, by the creator. Like he's planted a seed of passion inside of me and he's planted a seed of passion inside of you. And he gives us these abilities and these talents in order to cultivate that passion. And the story you just told us is a great example of that. I mean, it, it's it, so it's in there, but we've got to work it out, right? And and we work it out. We find things that make us come alive. And that's how we start to work this passion out. And then once we've identified the things that we're wired for and we're able to connect those to the reason that we're here, we say purpose, 
there may be other words that that you use but once you figure out man i i'm i'm really good at this and i love to do it and it makes me feel alive inside and you find ways to inject that into every day a lot like your grandfather i mean you know driving a truck was his job mm -hmm. but encouraging people was his passion yeah, and just because he had to drive a truck and make deliveries didn't stop him from using that and leveraging that passion every single day in his life and making a difference and that's what this is all about yeah. it's yeah. about making a difference and making an impact yeah one of the things that we battle a lot is this idea that I man i've just lost my passion i've lost it and, you know, it get, I understand, right? Life is busy. Life is chaos. There's a lot happening that we don't have control over. And we move at such a fast pace now that, that it can become difficult to keep a handle on, you know, those things that we really come alive. And I think part of the problem is when we misdiagnose our passion, right? And so I think, Kyle, for you to say that you're passionate about turkey hunting, that's shortchanging really how God wired you mm. because you can only turkey hunt 45 days a yeah. year. And so when you're looking at your life, you know, don't put your passion in a box, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not, it's not the turkey hunting, I believe, that gets you fired up. Now, that is a moment where you come alive. But I know you and I share passion with you to know that it's the pursuit. Yeah. It's the being out there. It's trying to outthink the target, right? It's trying to outwork the bird. It's trying to to position yourself in the right way. It's all about that journey. It's all yeah. about that pursuit. And even on because we have way more days when we come home empty-handed, right, than we do when we come home with a prize. It's not a wasted day just because we didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. It's about that chase and that pursuit. And so in your life, if you're listening, do you know your passion? Can you identify it? And if you would say, man, I've just lost my passion, I would challenge you and say this. You cannot lose what God put inside of you. You can lose sight of it. Absolutely. And so the battle really becomes, how do I maintain the vision of the things that, he, that, that he's wired me for? How do I keep my eyes on the things that make me come alive, even in the midst of all of everyday life happening around us, right? And I think that's the critical question. How do you keep that passion in front of you every single day? And so, so how do we keep our passion visible? How do you keep your eyes on the things that make you come alive, even when the world is chaos around you? And my encouragement this week and, the, and really the takeaway for you guys listening is just this. There's, there's two ways to really, I believe, keep your passion in sight. One is to talk about it. Just talk about it. Find the, the people in your circle that you have this common interest in and talk about it. Have a, have a conversation, just an, an intentional conversation. Hey, man, how's it going? And it's easy for hunters, right? We do it all the time. Every hunter I know, that's that's all you're going to talk about. What'd you see? What'd you hear? Where'd it go? You know, but if your passion's not hunting, what is it, right? Find a way to talk about the things that you love every day, even if it's not what you do every day. Find a way to talk about it and kind of stoke that fire inside of you, Right. The other way we can keep our passion in front of us, even in the midst of chaos, is just study it, right? Study the things that you love, especially with the Internet today, man. Like you could get caught up watching turkey videos for hours, right? <laughs> I think I've seen that. Um, but if there's something you love, invest your time in it. Because ultimately, if it's a passion that you have, you want to be good at it. 
And the way to get good at something is to study it. So talk about the things that you love and invest time in learning about the things that you love. And those are two ways really to keep your passion in front of you, the things that make you come alive, keep that fire burning, even in the midst if you don't get to get after it every day, right? Even in the off season for turkey hunting. In the off season, you don't get to hunt every day, but you still want to keep that passion alive, right? And so those are two great takeaways today for this this little discussion we had on passion. But before we go, Kyle, I, I thought... Man, you, you're one of the best turkey hunters I know, and you're ate up with it. But what would you say to somebody who's listening today that maybe maybe they want to start to turkey hunt and never had the opportunity before? They're wondering about what it's like to get into it. What would be maybe one thing you would say, one piece of advice you would give them? There's so many people um, that would love to pour into you, just like I had, um, yes, my father, but I had Mr. Leroy. <laughs> we, we had an awesome awesome group of old timers and stuff, especially when I was growing up that man really, truly loved to pass on the tradition of turkey hunting. And and that is what makes you truly a hunter. In my opinion, is if you are passing on our tradition, if you're passing on this love and this passion, there's guys out there, they, they, there's some that won't, but there's so many that are willing to take you out and, Again, watch how they do things. Start out with that. Watch how they do things. Learn from them. And then second step, get out there, man. Get out there and learn learn nature. Just as simple as that. And get out there, man. It is it is something special. And there's there's so many resources out there. I mean, there's so much public land, national forest. You don't have to have um private land or whatever. Man, get out there and learn and enjoy what God has created. It is, it is crazy. It is special. And maybe I'll be able to welcome you into the special group of turkey hunters. Man, that's awesome. Man, thanks for sitting down today for a few minutes, Kyle, and sharing with us. I mean, your passion is contagious. And uh, I've had the pleasure of, of, of being out there with you and just learning from you. So it's been a lot of fun. And, and hopefully we'll it. get on a few more birds this year and put something on the wall here in the office, you know. So... Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. It's been another great episode of the Men Who Matter podcast here from Grip Wild. And until next time, remember, you are a man who matters.